The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to another Sell Better episode. On today's show, we're going to be showing you all how to book two times more meetings using personalized video. I know every time we have a show and video gets brought up, the chat goes crazy. So we knew we had to do this episode for you all. And I'm very happy to have you all here tuning in. As always, we love to know where are you all tuning in from? We usually have it worldwide. So go ahead and throw it in the chat. We love to see it. I'm already seeing Caroline here from Asheville. Welcome, Caroline. Ellie from London. Welcome, London. Ellie. Ellie, it's great to have you here. We got Emma from Jacksonville. Another thing, guys, be sure to switch your chat to everyone. So do me a favor, click that blue button in your chat and switch it to everyone. That way we can all see what you guys post. If it's on host and panelists, we will not see it. So be sure to switch it over. Love to have you guys all here. Chris from VA, welcome. Ashley from Fort Myers, love going out there. Now, today we have Catherine here with us. Catherine, why do you think everyone needs to have video in their prospecting process? Oh, that's funny. I see Jason's from Caldwell, Idaho. That's kind of a funny coincidence. Uh, The reason I think everyone should do video is probably not what you are thinking. Mm -hmm. My belief is not a lot of people are doing it, and that's exactly why you should. Anytime you can get ahead of the game or be part of the 1%, especially in sales, uh, is super crucial. So I definitely recommend diving in and adopting a video strategy before it's super saturated. Like I can imagine, you know, maybe in 2030, everyone's kind of figured out the right way to do video. So if you can get in sooner than later and just try to try to revert from the mindset that it's already being widely adopted because it's not. I actually posted a TikTok a couple of days ago and it had hundreds of comments, like 500 comments that from salespeople that said they have never even considered video prospecting or like weren't familiar with it. So if you thought it was too late, it's definitely not. Now is the time to start. And I'm glad you're here because this is a good place to get going on it. Fantastic. And very well said. We are very early. And with that being said, I'd like to introduce my guest today. We have Catherine Caldwell right from Catch Consulting LLC. She is the founding coach. She consults multiple companies on how to grow and scale their video prospecting process. Incorporate it, use it, and have tremendous success. So thank you all. And thank you for joining us, Catherine. It's great to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Shout out to our partner, Vidyard. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. And of course, we love to give you guys the drop of the day. Vidyard has a Chrome extension that lets you shoot videos right from your browser. Super convenient. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link in the chat. We're already talking about video. This is how you get started. So be sure to click that link and download it. You got to get started somewhere. So what are we speaking on today? Before I do that, as always, I want to know who is in the room. Let me know because this helps tailor the conversation. There's SDRs. I'm writing SDR type of questions. If there's AEs, I'm going to be asking those kind of questions. Frontline managers, you want to know how to implement into your into your team? I'll ask those questions. So fill that out and let us know. So we are going to be getting into how you can use video prospecting to help dramatically improve your go-to-market success. 
everything you need to know to actually get started with video prospecting. And lastly, we want to make sure that we have all those common questions answered that our prior our clients have had and what you all may have. So we're going to go into that and so much more. Now, I'm already seeing here that there's a lot of SDRs and AEs. Catherine, what do you think about that? Does that surprise you at all? No, I think that's great. I hope. I I was actually going to say to you, Adrian, I feel like the smartest thing a frontline manager can be doing right now is sending out these kind of registration links that they should be sending their team to. To I mean, it's a free training, really. Uh, so, I mean, we're getting real. We're giving you the real framework I use. Um, and so I, I definitely was thinking it's just a no-brainer that managers should be sending their reps to these kind of events right now. So true. And I want to give a special shout out to all the senior leadership that we have in the room. I'm seeing we already have 10% senior leadership. So thank you guys for attending. This will be very useful for your teams. So let's just get right into it. Videos prospecting can really improve your go-to-market success, but there's a lot of kinks in the road sometimes and people make mistakes. Catherine, what is one of the most common mistakes that you have seen? All right. The number one most common mistake goes all the way back to my intro and it's not doing video. That's the most common mistake people are making is avoiding it and freezing and sitting on their hands. Uh, that would be the number one. And then the number two mistake I would say is just people that aren't being authentic and genuine in their video. So maybe overthinking or following a script almost too much. Um, when the most successful videos I've sent or the highest reply rate I ever get is when I'm just being myself, I'm laughing at myself, I keep going if I mess up. So I want to encourage everyone today to make sure they're they're just being authentic in their approach and, and being one-to-one with it. Okay. So you mentioned that authenticity piece. Uh, do you think people mean to be non-authentic on video or does it kind of just happen? Um, I don't think they they intend to be. I think nerves can kick in, which is very interesting. I get that pushback a lot that making videos is very nerve wracking, but I don't understand that argument. Like how can recording something and having the opportunity to retake it if necessary be any more nerve wracking than making a cold call or being on a live Zoom call? So I think video actually gives you that special enablement or extra feature of being able to hit pause or restart or glance over at a screen if you need to. Um, so yeah, it, it is an interesting predicament that people put themselves in where the, their nerves kick in and they tend to revert toward um, a script when they really don't need to. Okay. So I'm glad you brought this up because I want to know from our audience, what is actually holding you all back from sending video? We have a question here for you all. Is it taking too much time? Are you afraid of how you look? You just don't know what to say. It happens. Maybe you don't even have the right tools or if it's something else completely, let us know in the chat. We can break some of these down and let you know why you shouldn't have anything really holding you back at all. Now, Catherine, we saw that we have about 10% senior leadership here. What can those leaders do to implement video with their sales teams? Yeah, typically when I have a discovery call with someone in senior leadership, I hear, you know, we already have a tool or we've already tried video and it just didn't work. And so it causes me to have to ask the question of, well, how many videos were sent or what process was in place? And most of the time it's a blank stare. It's like, 
uh, we actually just kind of told everyone like send 10 videos a week or whatever and didn't really measure it. So I think probably just the starting point is to make sure the enablement is there in the first place. So some kind of framework put together, some kind of guideline, and then actually tracking and measuring the results. And it doesn't have to be all that sophisticated. I think people think of video prospecting as like this monster that they need to tackle somehow. And they really need to change their mindset that it's a tool to have in your toolbox, just like you would, um, you know, bring in a speaker to talk about cold calling, or just like you every once in a while are going to check up on email sequencing and email copy and make sure things are working. That's all you need to do with video is just kind of set a benchmark, track it, uh, continue to look at it, improve it, A-B test things. It's, it's really less about Am I doing video prospecting or am I not doing video prospecting? And just more about like, how can we kind of make sure we move the needle forward a little bit every day? You know, I like what you said there, but you got to A-B test it, right? You got to see what's working. So would this kind of look practically? I want to see how it looks tactically for a senior leadership here. Would they be essentially be making meetings with their SDRs or AEs and say, hey, let's just review some of these videos or the ones that have converted and showing them with the team and breaking them down? Yeah, good question. There are so many different ways to coach to video. In my opinion, the best leaders are leading by example. So I even do that in my coaching. Rather than just expecting someone, I build out framework and a playbook and everything, but rather than expecting the refs to just understand exactly what to do from there, I actually create template videos so they can see the tone I'm using and how I sound curious and the way I've positioned myself and So I think that's the number one most important thing is to not make your SDRs or AEs feel like they're working in a silo or presenting to you as some higher power, but you know, you're willing to try and test it out as well. And senior leaders of all people know the kind of stuff that hits their inbox over and over. And you know what kind of cold calls you answer and engage in or what kind of videos you actually watch. So taking that data that's in your own mind and applying it to video is extremely important. Fantastic. Now I'm already seeing here from the question we just asked, a lot of our audience feels like video just takes too much time or they don't know what to say. Now, I've been there where it takes too much time, especially in your first moments. You're trying to film a video and it's taking you like an hour. What kind of advice would you give someone who is just getting started in that sense? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. It's like when you're a baby and you're learning how to walk and you (laughs) fall down, do you just never try to walk again? Like it's just a skill. And, you know, when you're in middle school or high school and you try your first sport and you're playing soccer and you're not as good at it, like, what do you do? You, you keep trying and you try out again and you compete and you learn new skills and you invest in the skills. So it's the same exact thing. Maybe your first five videos are not good or don't get responses, but think about the way you can compound. And that's a word I've been hearing a lot is like compounding in the sales process. And the more that you do something and the more effort you put in, the bigger return you get. So I think that's something I'm always trying to just think of, you know, some days I send 20 videos and I get two replies. And then some days I send five videos and I get zero. And then the next day I send five videos and I get five replies. And then the person I sent a video to on Monday suddenly replies on Friday. And so you just have to always have that like 
mindset of acceptance and understand that the efforts you put in will have some kind of return to you at some point. And sales is a long game. It's not easy. It really is like being a baby and learning how to walk and falling over and getting back up. And then you try walking in a different way or you need to ask someone for help. So maybe it's a stupid analogy, but I think too many people get held up in the like, well, I sent five videos and I didn't get a reply. So it obviously doesn't work. That's not the case. Like you just need to be patient and practice and ask for help. Okay. Now, how about for those who have been sending videos and they're just not gaining traction? I know you had a great point about how less can be more. Do you tell me more about that? Yeah. So I think a lot of people view video prospecting as like a step in a sequence that is a non-negotiable and you have to do it. And I don't think that necessarily always makes sense. So a few things that have helped me make sure my videos get watched is, first of all, I'm only sending videos to people who have opened um, the first couple emails in my sequence. So if I split it out that way and I have a 50% open rate, the the 50% of people that did not open my video are going to go into you know a cold call sequence. Or I'm going to send them. I'm probably not going to send them any more emails, right? Because they're not even opening them. Um, And then the 50% of people that are opening my email or have opened my email more than 10 times, they're going to get a video. So it's a lot more about being strategic than just like mass sending some, you know, marketing video to thousands of people. I think there's a higher return on it when you have a clear cut purpose and reason for reaching out and you can make some kind of alluring title on it and, you know, have your email copy actually make sense and be relevant to the video. Okay. Now I'm glad you said, you mentioned that like the, you can send one video to everyone, but you need to be strategic. Obviously that's very important. Now, do you feel like the state of the current economy has kind of played a bigger role into that? Oh yeah. Um, People are, there's a parallel here. So organizations right now are tightening up their budgets and uh, they're less likely to buy. They're less likely to respond. Everyone wants to be very careful with where they invest their time and money. The parallel is with sales reps and sales leadership who know that organizations feel this way. And so they start to do the same thing. I call it a fight, flight, or freeze. And a lot of salespeople are freezing right now. So they're going, well, my prospects aren't spending money or, oh, my prospects cut their budget. My prospects are doing this, are doing that. And so I'm going to curl up and I'm going to freeze too. We need to do the opposite. If you if budgets are tightening and all of that stuff is going on and the market's doing downturn and all these founders are scared out of their mind, we need to prove to them why they should be investing in us. We need to prove to them we're a human on the other side of the screen. So it's it's this weird parallel where people think if well if founders are shrinking, then I should shrink and I should just back off and maybe give it a couple months. And it's just the complete opposite. You really need to lean in and empathize with your buyer and make them understand why they need to invest now and not later. Okay. Now I'm seeing Emily actually ask here in the chat, a little something uh, different. Now, if someone watched your video and you were to actually reply to them, would you point it out? Would you say, Hey, I saw that you open slash click the email to this video. Okay. This could be controversial. So to each their own, but I'm a very direct person. So um, I do this on cold calls too, where I'll I just seem really direct. So that is probably something that I would say in a video is, you know, hey, Adrian, why have you opened my email 10 times and not gotten back to me? And 
I think it's a good question to ask. I want to know what's holding you back from, from buying from me. So I, I would go for it. I mean, I'm always the ask for forgiveness, not permission person. So you could see exactly how your direct manager feels about that. But I think SDRs are meant to ask questions and meant to get to the bottom of things and peak curiosity. So if someone's opened your email 10 times, their curiosity is peaked. But what's holding them back from moving forward into a conversation with you? So I would ask. Okay. Be direct, guys. You can never never go wrong if you're just going to be straight up with them about the current situation. So I love that. So we covered why you should be using video. Very important. But how do you actually get started? Now, Catherine, you mentioned that you have a fantastic five-step framework here. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, I would love to go through the framework. I think the most important part of it... Um, I always, always coach my clients to a framework. And then the second half of the coaching really goes towards how to stop looking at the framework. So that's really important to keep in mind too. But I think the number one thing that frameworks really help with is the opener and the closer. So if you always know what you're going to say at the beginning and you always know how you're going to close out a video, you're good to go. The middle piece is going to change based on personalization and who you're reaching out to. But people really flounder in videos when they start out like, hey, my name's Catherine and uh, sorry to bother you. I'm the founder of Kitch Consulting. And then the video goes on and now they're babbling and babbling. And then they get to the end of their video and they're actually not sure what their call to action is. So it's like, I don't do you, I don't know if you want to talk about this. Like maybe we could set up a meeting. I would love to set up a meeting. Um, so I think having that intro and that ending cohesive every single time, stay the same, stay consistent. So you always know what's coming up and then that middle part can change out. So the framework is five steps, introduction, observation about the prospect, the problem you think they're facing, the solution that you have, which is just a tease to the solution and the call to action. So my intro, I always use a pretty similar catchphrase. So that way my brain is wired to know what's coming next. I say, Hey, first name, not sure how often you get videos like this. Or, hey, first name, I don't know if you've ever got a prospecting video before. Or, hey, first name, I bet you didn't expect to see my face in your inbox on this Monday morning. So some kind of catchy phrase that kind of disarms them. And the reason I love that kind of intro is because usually people will respond to my email and they say, hey, Catherine, I never get videos like this. Or, hey, Catherine, I got five videos this year. This one was good. And what that communicates to me is that within the first five seconds of my video, they're already hitting reply and typing back. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even say anything. I just kind of just kind of threw in like humor and a catchphrase. So I, I'll always use that opener because that the responses I get are usually based off of that five second opener. So, hey, first name, not sure often you get videos like this. Then I make an observation about them, which I really encourage you to take it past, you know, your XYZ title or you work at XYZ company and try to take it a little bit further than that. So my observation is usually, um, I reach out to sales leaders. So something like, I noticed you're leading a team of 40 SDRs, or I noticed you just brought on five new SDRs or um, something along those lines, just taking a little step further. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Mm -hmm. And then moving into the problem. So usually... When I get to the problem statement, I'm focusing on who the company sells to. So uh, let's see, like 
a cybersecurity company, I would say, hey, first name, I noticed you are leading a team of 40 SDRs. And right now, the problem you're facing is you're selling to cybersecurity leaders who are really stingy or don't like respond to outbound or um, don't click links, that kind of thing. Then I'll move into my solution. Have you considered video prospecting? I'm curious to hear if that's something you would consider this year. Um, just those kind of elusive questions, kind of opening their curiosity a little bit, just seeing if there's any interest. And then for call to action, I like to keep it really simple. Um, I think like as my own SDR, my goal is not really to book meetings for myself. It's really to have conversations with people who have genuine interest and, and buying power. So I like my call to, call to action to, to um, reflect that. So is that interesting to you? Is that something you want to talk about? Is that something you would want to look at in 2023 at all? I love that question right now because it's the beginning of 2023. Everyone's planning their SKOs and they're doing their budgets and their agenda for the year. And so if people can respond and say, hey, Catherine, I never get videos like this. Thank you so much. Let's talk in Q4. Perfect. I'd way rather talk to you in Q4 than tomorrow when you're going to string me along for nine months. So that is my framework. That's how it works. Um, hopefully that was helpful. But yeah, kind of the goal is to do it over and over till it's like muscle memory. It'll become just like your cold calls and you'll know and you'll feel confident um, when you go into it. And then you eventually won't really have to use that framework anymore. Fantastic. Like I'm seeing, we actually wrote the five-step framework in the chat. So be sure to copy that and just use that as a guide for your videos. Now, I know that you actually gave us an example here of a video that you've made. Uh, would you like to share that with everyone? Let's do it. Go ahead and, all right, let's do it. I'm going to go ahead and play it for you guys. This is Catherine's uh, video example. So I'm already seeing here off the bat that there is a title here, right? So you like to use Vidyard. There's a title here. This is something you can make custom, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a template. It is for a real person, but I have the, this uh, template name just for the sake of uh, cleanliness. But yes, uh, we can definitely talk about titles after the video. And I also, uh, Adrian, we have a question about yes. um, roasting someone's cold video. If we have time to do that at the end, I think that might provide more value than like anything else. <laughs> <laughs> is watching watching someone's cold video and actually giving feedback on it. So if we have time to do that, I would love to. So hopefully that anonymous attendee will stick around. All right. So let's go ahead and play this video. Hey, Kelly, no idea how often you get videos like this, but I'm reaching out because I noticed you're leading the entire business development department at CyberSecure. And I know right now everyone's saying that this is the hardest time of year to book meetings and nothing's really getting across the line and everything's getting pushed out. So I know when that happens, your revenue targets change your commission check might not look as good as you were hoping, and you may have to have some tough conversations with leadership pretty soon here. So I'm curious to hear if you've ever considered video prospecting as a way of breaking through the noise with your SDR team in their prospecting efforts. I'm asking because I actually teach a four-week program on how to get a 30% reply rate to your video prospecting efforts. So let me know if it sounds interesting. I'd be happy to have a conversation and discuss more if this is something that you are thinking about or have on your radar. Thanks, Kelly. 
I like this a lot. Now, I noticed a couple things here about this uh, video just now. And you really did incorporate your five-step framework into this process. You pointed out their problem, maybe a potential solution, and if they're interested in to, to talk, which is a call to action, right? Um, now, I'm also realizing that you actually have other elements, which we will be covering, right? Like such as the lighting, the way it looks. But let's just touch on uh, how people can get started. So if they want to start sending videos to this level, how many videos do you think they should start making within one hour? Yeah, I think it's it's less about how many and more about just doing it. And I know I've kind of hammered that in today, but so many people are just stopped by the thought of doing one video. So if you can do one today and one tomorrow, you're already ahead. Um, yeah, who's like who's someone in your LinkedIn network that you have kind of always had an eye on or you are in, intrigued by their post and you know they could potentially be a client or a, a buyer at some point? Why don't you just send a video to them? I think a lot of people worry about burning a bridge or messing up or uh, like coming off at the wrong time. And I would try to just put that to the side and send one video today and one video tomorrow. Okay. Now let's get a little tactical with this because I saw this in the chat earlier. So the people were worried about what should they say? Now, do you mirror your prospect's language in any kind of way? Uh, a mistake I definitely made when I first started sending videos was I really wanted to sound smart and I really wanted to sound like I had business acumen and I could be at a certain level. And I actually think what has helped a lot with my video outreach and my email outreach is just talking at that fifth grade level, right? I know like the people at Lavender talk about it a lot and there's a lot of data that shows just keeping it simple is very helpful. So I don't know if I sold like, if I sold like a cybersecurity solution or something, I would probably stay away from um, presenting a lot of acronyms or like very, very specifics about the product. And I would maybe talk more about like a dashboard that has these three features or something like that. Something that's very tangible. So when someone's watching their video, they can kind of envision what it is that you're talking about versus like improving A, B, C, D, E, F, Gs, you know, where it's like, oh, how are we going to do that? So I like to be like super, um, what's the word? Just really strategically to the point with, with it. Yeah, yeah, I, like feasible, I guess. So people can understand exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that. And I think you're spot on there. And actually, Tracy brings up a good point here in the chat. And she asked, how important is your body language when you're filming? Is there a way that our body may send an unwanted message? Great point out, Tracy. Yeah, I've never had that question before. I do think so. Um Usually the feedback that I get on my videos is that it seems like I'm talking to a friend. So like if I sent a video and I was like, hello, how are you? Like that maybe wouldn't come off as well. But I truly do feel like when I'm recording videos, not that they're my friend, but I do feel like I approach it that way of I'm kind of I'm leaning in, I'm presenting an idea, I'm laughing at myself, just like I might if I was talking to a friend that I have a cool idea for. So, you know. It could help probably to stand up, to have good posture. But I also think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot to say about like leaning in when you say something and drawing other people's attention in. Because if you're sitting here like this, like making a video, 
And if I was presenting to you right now, kind of like this, you're probably going to be doing the same thing. Mm, I see. I see. I, I, that is a really good point out. So you are in a way mirroring how you, how you want your prospect to see you and how, you know, you want to act like you want to be treated, you know, like if you're very welcoming, that's how you're probably received. So that is, that is a great point out. Now, what about with equipment, right? I, I get a lot of people, they're just scared to get started because they're like, man, I don't have a mirrorless DSLR camera. I don't have, you know, all of these crazy tools and tips. What do you really need to get started? Uh, not a lot. I think probably 100% of people here have a cell phone. So you can have the LinkedIn app on your phone and record straight through there. That's where I do probably 50% of my videos. And then I do the other 50% straight through Vidyard, um, which I believe we do have a, a promo code for today. So if uh, finances are the issue, we can't have that excuse anymore. We've got a code for you to use and you get three months for free, right? Amazing. Yeah, yes. I think we have that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm using my laptop camera or my phone camera. I think sitting in front of a big window is the number one way to get good lighting. I think, Adrian, you might have something to say about lighting too, because yours looks great. And it almost looks like you have lighting behind you. But I yeah. think in a pinch, you can use, you know, like a like a ring light, you know? Yes. So my biggest advice uh, from filming for quite some time is use ring lights. They are phenomenal. I actually have one right over here. You can't even tell, but it, it's very, it could be very bright. Uh, another plus, if you can find one that is battery powered, even better, because then you can just drag it along with you. If you want to make a custom, you know, video in front of a cool wall, you totally can take it anywhere. Um, if you're at your desk, use one that is, you can plug in and can actually shine some light on you so it can look good. And uh, how about your backdrop? What do you like to do for your background? Do you like to kind of optimize it for your video or is it just like you need to be somewhere nice? Um, I don't think you need to be somewhere nice. That is part of where the mirroring the prospect comes in. So if you're reaching out to really high up, I don't know, finance leaders or something, and you know that they're in a super nice office every day, I would probably clean up my background, maybe just try to have plain white behind me or a bookcase or some kind of virtual background. But there are plenty of us who are selling to, um, you know, your everyday remote worker. And so if you want to have your kitchen in your background, by all means, I think that's okay. Um, I think a lot of time the whole background question is really an excuse of, I don't, I don't have what it takes and, and you do. So I wouldn't let background hold you back. All right. You guys do have what it takes. Just do it, right? Shiloh Buffett, do it like you can do it. <laughs> now I'm seeing here, Catherine actually had a really good question in, in the chat. She was asking, have you tried writing their name on a whiteboard? Hi, first name. So the prospect is more likely to click on the video knowing it's personalized. What have you seen works well for you? Um, this is a common question. I personally don't use any kind of whiteboard or anything like that. In my thumbnail, I always like to be waving so they can see I'm not a robot, I'm in motion. And I think probably the title of your video and the copy around it in your email is going to be more powerful than a whiteboard or whatever other personalization you have. I'm not knocking it. I just personally don't um, use it that much. And I think you can get by without it. All right. So I think this brings us perfectly into our next point, which is going to be answers to the most common questions straight from client feedback. So 
a lot of the questions people get is how do I begin? You mentioned the catchphrase. Can you break that down one more time for our audience? What exactly would be a good catchphrase to just begin the video? For the beginning? Yes, for the very beginning. Um, there's a few. Um, not sure how to get videos like this that I shared. Um, the If you're sending over email, there's the email one. I bet you didn't expect to get a video from me. That kind of thing. Um, those are the ones that work for me. I need to think more about different industries too and how it could work. But I think anything where you are capturing attention, I think when people open a video and the person is immediately like, hi, I'm Catherine. I live in Seattle and I run my own business and this is what I do. And now I've talked about myself for 20 seconds. I think you automatically probably got paused and, and exited out of. Um, so anything where you can just quickly jump in and move straight to the prospect and make it very buyer centric is going to be a really good approach. Okay. Now, what about other platforms? Obviously, we like Vidyard. There are other ones like Loom. What can you do if you're sending video maybe on a place like LinkedIn, which I'm sure a lot of our audience is using? Yeah. So there's there's a, a caveat with LinkedIn. So you do have to be a first degree connection to send a video, um, which I prefer anyways. I don't do a lot of in-mail or anything. But if you can wait for someone to connect with you and then send the video, you can use just your phone um, through the LinkedIn app. And I would say that gets me the highest response rate out of all. Um, and then, yes, the second option is you can send vidyards through LinkedIn or through email or through text or really however you want. There are plenty of other tools out there as well. So, I mean, you know, check them all out. But I'm actually going to type in the um, I will type in the promo code that I have. OK, right here in the chat. Fantastic. So you mentioned that you want to do it to first degree connections. Does Eli, does LinkedIn have its own native platform or is it more like you can send a vidyard through LinkedIn? Uh, both. So they do have the, the native, right? Where you go, I think it's only on mobile though. So you go on your phone and you go into the app and you go into the DMs and you go to the person you want to DM and then you click the paperclip uh, and then you can go ahead and I don't pre-record them in my camera roll. I actually just record them right then and there and send it out. Um, and then you you can send um, a Vidyard or embed a, a link as well. Okay, fantastic. Now, I know LinkedIn prefers uh, their native platform really well. So it could be just one of those things where it might be easier for you all to use a, a LinkedIn video. Um, but overall, the point gets across. If you just want to send that initial video to make the introduction and make it more human in the entire process. Um, so let's talk about the thumbnail because we just talked about this question a little bit earlier. People wondering if a whiteboard would look good. Uh, what has worked for you? I really just like making sure that I wave in the beginning. And then the title is really more powerful than any other kind of personalization. So keeping the title very alluring. Um, so I'll put their first name. And then um, one that I've been trying out recently is uh, first name. If you ever watch a prospecting video, let it be this one. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't really 
say why, but I think if I got a video like that, I would probably watch it because I would think, why does this person want me to watch this over any other video? So anything that you can put in the title, a really good way to look at it is, would I watch this video? I see. I see. Now, I want to know from our audience, have you guys ever booked a meeting through video before? Yes or no? Very simple question. Uh, this helps us gauge if it's actually been successful for you all. So I would love to hear from you all. Uh, have you actually booked a meeting using video? Is it very important to you? What is going on? Let me know. Um, now, I actually got an interesting question here from Saeed in the chat. And he asked, most enterprises don't want to open unwanted links. It happens. Such as video or video links, which, which to come through like that sometimes. How do you solve for this? Yeah. Um, so LinkedIn is a good way. People can play your video right in the uh, web page so they wouldn't have to click a link. And this kind of goes back to earlier when I mentioned being direct. So um, if you wanted to send a Vidyard over email to um, someone in an enterprise role who you think may not want to open your video, why not just put that in your email copy of like, hey, I know you are in an enterprise company and you don't want to click links and you're afraid of phishing or whatever. Uh, this video is sent to you securely through Vidyard. If you click the link, it, you know, just like directly explain to them how it's going to work and that it's not... Um, a scary thing and just address the concern right off the bat. That also makes your email copy a lot more personable. So rather than, you know, hey, first name, check out this video. I mean, that kind of could look like a phishing email, to be honest. So I would just uh, be direct and put the, the worry to rest. Okay, fantastic. Now I'm seeing here that a majority of our audience has actually not booked a meeting with video. Look at that. 81% is no. And we only have 19% that says yes. So I saw earlier that someone asked, okay, you got a good reply to your email, to your video, right? Do you respond with another video or do you just send an email? How do you go about then converting that person to an actual booked meeting? Yeah. Uh, it's not always all in one day's work, right? So... <laughs> So uh, sometimes, yeah, I'll, I'll send a video as a third touch point. Sometimes you can double tap them on LinkedIn. One of my favorite methods is to send a video and wait a couple days. And um, let's say they didn't watch it. I will cold call them and I will say, hey, this is Catherine Caldwell. Um, does my voice sound familiar? And they go, no. And I go, well, it would if you had watched the video I sent you uh, on Monday. Do you mind going back into your inbox and looking at it? And people have legitimately had me on the phone and watched the video with me sitting there on the phone. Like I can hear the feedback. And um, it's just a great way to... Very important not to be like, okay, cool. Watch the video. Thanks. Bye. Um, make sure you stay on the phone while they watch it so you can immediately get the feedback. I love that technique, guys. Jot that down. Take it. Get on the phone with them. I know we've been afraid of cold calls in the past, but no more. You have a reason for reaching out. You sent them something valuable. You want them to watch it and yep. you can get the live feedback right on the phone. Objection? Yep. Phone. Anything? Phone. You can just cover it right there and then. So I love how you're pointing it right back into another channel. Yeah. So 
looks like a chat is blowing up and, and they actually really love it too. <laughs> yeah. And it, it works too. If someone does watch your video. So maybe they watched it and didn't respond. You can call them 30 minutes later. Hey, this is Catherine Caldwell. Does my voice sound familiar? And most likely it will, but there's, you know, there's still going to be a little bit like, Oh, what? I'll be like, yeah, you just watched my video. Like, don't you remember? Wasn't it, wasn't it memorable? Um, so I, I always play on humor. I'm always super direct. I, I make jokes with people on cold calls when they have no idea who I am. Um, so that's kind of my method, but everyone can put their own personal twist on it. All right. So let's cover the Q and a, cause we have time for a few questions here. So Kevin asks, does the video show in the email or is it a link that they have to click on? Most people will not click a link in today's day and time because of the risk of it. What do you think? Um, so with Vidyard or really any uh, video enablement tool, it will allow you to have the video and the thumbnail and then underneath it will be the link. So what will happen is they will hit the play button and it will redirect them. So that goes back to a previous question of um, how to kind of put the, the mind at rest. So I would suggest adding in your email, hey, this is a safe link. It's through Vidyard. Have you heard of them? Whatever you need to do. And I also saw a question in the chat about if that will work for cybersecurity leaders. Yes, I have quite a few cybersecurity clients. And what works really well for them is quite a few email touch points and cold call touch points to warm up. So by the time that a video lands in their inbox, they actually do trust you and they they want to recognize you and, and hear what you have to say. So for cybersecurity, that's a little nugget I have. It works really well in nurture cadences. So one of my clients just booked a meeting from someone who has been in her pipeline since June. Wow. And uh, so she's been nurturing um, this prospect for a really long time. And she finally sent him a video and he watched it and booked a meeting within 30 minutes. That's fantastic. Yep. So we have uh, time for another one or two. Josie asks, on average, how long do you suggest a cold video outreach should be? Less than a minute. Think of your own attention span when you're scrolling LinkedIn and you're watching someone's content or you're scrolling TikTok or um, you know a podcast, whatever. How long do you truly pay attention to only one thing? And I think for most people, it's under a minute. So I think you have about five seconds once they play the video to actually reel them in and get them to continue watching. And then after that, you've got maybe 45 seconds. All right. And Kevin asks, what's some of the best affordable video companies we can use to build the videos and track who's opening it and how much they watch of it? Uh, well, use the code for three months free Vidyard. I'll put it in there again. One more time. Let, let them know because uh, Vidyard and, is um, well for this. When you sign up, make sure you use uh, the monthly setup and not the annual program. Because when you put in uh, a discount code for three months free and you're, you've selected the annual program, it doesn't register. So use the monthly. Okay. And last question here is asked by Gary. He's asking, with using video, do these get blocked by firewalls? Have you um, seen is an issue at all? Yeah, good question. So if you were to record a video in your phone and try to email it, yeah, that attachment is probably going to be rough getting through. But I believe the purpose of Vidyard, Loom, Drift, all of those enablement tools is that they've kind of already solved the deliverability issues for you. So I think the only time you would run into that is maybe if you were sending like hundreds of videos a day. So that's kind of the purpose of um, of Vidyard or 
um, any of those other ones. Okay. And lastly, I always like to ask, where can the people find you? Okay, please find me on LinkedIn. I post every day on LinkedIn. Uh, TikTok, I'm trying to get on TikTok more often. I have, I think, one YouTube video up right now where I explain my whole entire sales career journey, if you're interested in that. Um, But yeah, those would be the three places. Fantastic. Well, this has been a phenomenal conversation. So thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. And everyone in the audience, thank you so much for attending. This has been a pleasure, and I hope you guys got a lot of value out of it. If you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to us after the show. Uh, You'll be able to follow us on LinkedIn, as always. And if you have any more uh, questions or you want to learn more, be sure to follow us at Sell Better by JB Sales on LinkedIn and our website. It's great to see you guys here, and we will catch you on the next one. Peace.